Hey everybody, it's Will with Schedule Fly, and I'm excited today to have Steve Davis on the phone. Uh, Steve's in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and he and his wife Artie co-own Artie and Ed's Drive-In, and this is a really neat business. It's it's like going back in time in a lot of ways. It was started in 1948, so uh, 70 years in business, and they're still still just doing really really well. And uh, this place has been featured on, I mean, the list of TV shows, national TV shows, ones you'd know, it's just a mile long. Anderson Cooper's been there for uh, his show on CNN. Uh, It's won all kinds of awards. And here they are 70 years later still uh, doing things the way they always have, which is just great food, famous draft root beer, and just really personal, friendly service. So, um, Steve, thank you very much for taking the time to join today. You're welcome, Will. So, uh, so the business changed hands a couple of times, started in 48 as a drive-in and, um, am I right that I guess, uh, your wife already was, uh, uh, she and her former husband bought the business in 1960 and then you, you started working there in around 77. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So you've been at it for, for quite some time. Um, and, uh, you um oh and by the way i forgot to mention you all i also noticed that you've uh, won a couple of awards yourself though uh particularly the restaurant or restaurant tour of the year in 2008 for the wisconsin restaurant association so i know you've been big on um promoting independent restaurants and hospitality education and things like that so uh tell me what what kind of what give me a little bit more backstory about the the restaurant and how it got started and why it was so popular and what y'all been able to do to to maintain that for so many years sure uh well the restaurant uh like you had mentioned began in 1948 and uh when it first began it was it was known as the south side a and w um it was you know an a and w uh franchise they did things a little different back then basically um if you bought and sold a and W root beer. You could be a and W root beer stand, and so it really, uh, you know, the the folks that started it uh, took a small building and uh, you know made it into the the drive-in restaurant and uh, painted the building orange and, and started serving root beer, and that was kind of the you know the beginning of it. And uh, and we really, um, you know, obviously things have had to be modernized and improved and stuff through the years, but. People, something that we really pride ourselves in is, uh, you know, if you were to look back or see, you know, photos of what the business looked like and, you know, in the late 40s, early 50s, I mean, it really looks uh, quite a bit like, you know, the way it did back then. And, and that's uh, something we've worked hard to kind of preserve. Tell me about, <clears throat> tell me about the town of Oshkosh. Uh, Oshkosh is a, is a city of about uh, 60 or 65,000 people now. And, uh, you know, kind of a, a mid-sized city for Wisconsin. And uh, it, it's pretty much, a, you know, a working-class town. Uh, we are kind of known for, we're kind of known as the event city. So we have a lot of uh, big-name uh, events throughout the, throughout the year, but mainly through the summer season. We have a, uh, the Experimental Aircraft Association has an international uh, aviation convention the uh, end of July that draws about 600,000 people to town, and, and we have a number of, uh, you know, country music and rock music festivals, and so there's a lot of things that bring in, 
you know, additional people and, and tourists to town during the summer. And, and we're fortunate because of what we do being quite unique um, that uh, our business is pretty attractive to those visiting visiting guests. Yeah, the um, you don't see a lot of drive-ins these days. No, <laughs> no, you don't. And uh, and so uh, it you know it it takes hard work and uh, and that to uh, to kind of keep it going. But uh, but also because there aren't a lot of them, it, it kind of puts us in our own. Uh, our own little niche where we're not, you know, quite competing head to head with as many restaurants as, uh, as most people have to. Why, why do you not see as many these days? What's happened with drive-ins over the years? I think a big thing was, uh, you know, as kind of a, a speed of service, uh, type issue. I mean, we're, the way we do things, we're fairly quick, but yet because it is, a you know, like most drive-ins, we're fairly small, uh, places. I mean, we're limited as to just how fast we can put put food out, and um, as everybody's gotten busier and things, uh, people are a little more, uh, you know, time sensitive. And and we really kind of try to promote a, you know, come out, relax, you know, roll your windows down, listen to the music, you know, take a little more time than you usually do to have have lunch and and just have a good time. Yeah, it seems like. Um that's something that people will never tire of. So if you, it's probably a great thing that you've been able to endure because as you know, you're on one end of the spectrum on the other end is, you know, I need something quick. I need to order my food and, and, you know, drive through and pick it up in a window and have it ready in 30 seconds and eat it while I'm driving kind of thing. So there's that, but that's, you know, what people do when they're running around and, and uh, in a hurry, but we never tire of, relaxing and resting and and there are fewer opportunities for that now so you really present like you said a very unique opportunity that probably becomes and in in a weird way i mean it's almost like it becomes more and more meaningful and valuable to people over time as the world gets faster uh having an opportunity to slow down probably becomes uh more interesting and more enjoyable and, and more needed these days yeah, I, I'd agree with that, and and we we hear that from quite, you know those type of comments from quite a few customers, and and it's also really uh, kind of a unique thing has been you know being there as long as we have, we really have a, a very multi generational uh, you know customer base, and uh, you know on any given day, I mean we have grandparents bringing out the the young grandkids and saying, "Geez, this is how we used to do it," you know, back in my day, and. And uh, it really sometimes it almost surprises me the the interest that the uh, the younger generation of people still have in the restaurant. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's good to hear that. So, um, well, what what do you love most about what you do, Steve? I think you know, without a doubt, is the the ability to make people happy that we have. Um, you know, I, they're, you know, the greatest reward to us, uh, you know, is, is hearing comments about, you know, how much people enjoy visiting us or, you know, and, and really just seeing the smiles on people's faces and, um, and see, you know, when we, when we see how many people, you know, on a daily basis, uh, there's always people taking photos or posing with the car hops and, and things like that. And just to think that, uh, that what we do for a living can make, uh, you know, people's days a little bit brighter, uh, really is really rewarding to us. With, uh, so you started working there in 77, so you've been there for 
41 years, which, so you've got a really good, unique, big picture perspective about uh, what's been happening with hospitality over the years. What's what's changed the most over those years that you've been a part of it? I would say, well, you know, I, I mentioned, obviously, you know, kind of the speed factor has, has been a thing and the, the fact that uh, I think fewer people, you know, take time to enjoy as many meals as they used to, but uh, I think, um, you know, I, I think one of the things and where we've been fortunate to do it is there's definitely, you know, a little bit of a, um, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but, uh, you know, the, people expect a little entertainment, you know, mm. to some degree with, with their meal uh, a little more than what they used to, whether it's, you know, music or the decor of a place or, um, you know, the, the type of service that people give. And I think that, uh, you know, we've been for as old as we are and, you know, what we did was, it was really kind of an old fashioned thing or have kept that going. But, you know, I think there's kind of an entertainment factor to, to how we do it. And, uh, and so I think that's, is one of the keys, you know, for us being able to survive as long as we have. And, uh, you know, and it's, uh, as far as changes go, it's been challenging to, uh, you know, there, there been kind of a change, you know, along with what customers expect changing. There's been a, a change in what, uh, your staff expects and things like that. So it's, it's become a little more challenging to, to staff the, the restaurant and, you know, with the type of people that we want to be able to do, you know, do what we do. What's, what do you mean by that, the staff? What's, what's changed? Well, I think there's, uh, we find that it's, uh, you know, there's fewer young people and uh, just in general, and because there are fewer of them, it's, uh, you know, our, our uh, employee base has generally been high school and college age, uh, you know, students with some full-time people to, uh, you know, to, to fill in around that, but... Uh, most of the, uh, you know, most of the student age population, uh, you know, are, are quite busy. They're, you know, they're, I think they're busier than what people used to be years ago. A lot of times uh, a job or, uh, you know, a job was kind of entertainment and, and activity for students where now, you know, so many are involved in, in competitive sports or competitive dance and uh, things like that that make it uh, you know kind of limit their availability to work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, that's true. Kids are it's uh they're fully scheduled these days, aren't they? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, what are what are some of the sort of just foundational principles that you and Artie use to to run the business in terms of um, just you know beliefs and philosophies you've kind of built the business on that have helped it sustain for so long? Well, I think, you know, the first and foremost, it's, it's serving a good quality food product. I mean, we buy a lot of the, uh, the items we use, you know, the bakery and, and things like that are, you know, done locally. I mean, we, we try to have it, uh, you know, a little fresher and a little, uh, a little more home style than, at a lot of restaurants and, and that's something we've always uh you know kind of prided ourselves in another another big thing and, and we're quite known for it you know we hear comments daily on it is is how clean we keep the place uh you know we've always been very proud of that i mean it 
it always looks, you know, pretty much spotless, whether it's in the middle of a rush or, you know, if it's at the end of the day. I mean, we, we really keep, keep you know, the build, the business and the building up both physically and, uh, you know, with daily cleaning. And, and that's a real sense of pride for us. And, uh, and then we, you know, the, the other big factor is we try to have, you know, nice, friendly people working for us that are good to our customers and, uh, you know, a lot of, we have a, a good share of our customers are, you know, regular repeat customers and, and they like to get to know, you know, our staff members and, uh, it, you know, it really becomes almost family-like. Yeah, I was going to ask you that, what share are, um, because you have a lot of events there and things like that, but you're able to uh, build a majority of the business through people that are just um, regular customers that are coming back again and again, families and right. extended families and things like that. That is, uh, you know, that that still is definitely the, the base of our business. The other things are kind of the, you know, the extra you know, the, the extra kind of the frosting on the cake, I guess. But really the, uh, you know, we've had just all through the years tremendous support from, you know, the the people in the city of Oshkosh. And uh, it really, you know, they, they take almost a sense of ownership, I think, to some degree of the, the restaurant. You know, mm. it's it's kind of their restaurant. And uh, and they're proud of it and, and speak highly of it and in return, uh, you know, do, that, do us the favor of, of coming out as our guests. Do you do a lot of training with the young staff like that? Does it require a lot of training to help them understand how to build those connections and relationships and foster those relationships with your customers? We, we try. I would say we do, you know, a fair amount. A lot of, a lot of the training we kind of rely on, uh, you know, our returning experienced staff to, uh, to share you know, with the other people, and and we've had, uh, we feel, you know, that that for us that's worked pretty successfully because, especially, you know, as we get older, uh, sometimes it's a little hard to connect with with the younger people, and and I think they're uh, kind of their peers are sometimes able to to promote that a little better than we are. Well, the ones that have been there a while probably take a lot of the same pride and ownership, you know, as you mentioned, the customers do with. Really, yes. you know, monitoring team members and making sure that they're they're doing the things they need to do and abiding by the you know philosophies that you all have have used to be successful. Right, and a big, uh, I mean, a big part of of our you know continuing to make sure that happens is the fact that you know we're there and we're working shoulder to shoulder with people. We're not just you know, bosses or mm. people that just come in at the end of the day to collect the money or, you know, we've, we've always have worked, you know, hard and, and worked shoulder to shoulder with the people. And, and that, uh, I think, you know, then they're in turn more respectful of us and, and of what we're trying to do. And, and, you know, that's been a big part of it. Well, the CNU is leading by example, are you are you ever able to get away? I bet you're. I mean, I I know you maybe physically or mentally. Probably it's hard to. That's something you've been so close to for so long. Is it? Is are you able to um, re- remove yourself from time to time and have time to think and plan? It and, is uh, sometimes possible, but generally, you know, we're a seasonal business, uh, basically March through October, and so I mean, it's always been. You know, we know that's the time we have to be there, and. 
you know, so there are no summer vacations or things like that. You know, we take our, uh, you know, time for a little rest and relaxation in the off season. And, um, but it's there, you know, there's times, uh, different things that we're involved with and stuff that need some time away from the business. And, and we've been fortunate to always have, you know, good staff people that, that, uh, you know, do things the way we want when we're not there. Yeah, absolutely. So you're seasonal. So May, March through October, you said? Yes. You just can't serve driving food uh, in, in the cold Wisconsin winters, huh? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't go well with, you know, a couple feet of snow and ice and 10 below zero. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's right. I, I, didn't, I, I had not thought about that. that yeah, that would be tough. Be tough on your staff. Yes. Yeah, it would. And it just, uh, you know, it just is, um, for one, you know, the seasonal is is part of the tradition that we try to carry on, you know, and, and that gives us, you know, every year we're always kind of the new restaurant in town when we reopen in the spring and oh, people yeah. look forward to it. And uh, so that's, it's, you know, it's just worked the way it worked, the way it's worked for that long that, uh, you know, it just doesn't look like it would pay to, to go any longer than that. Well, it's interesting too because when there's limits like that, I guess it does. It, it um, people know that there's only a you know it's almost a sense of scarcity. Um, you've only got a limited amount of time that, that you can go to Artie and Ed's during the year, so you're going to try to maximize it because you know you'll miss it during the during the downtime yeah. during the off season. Um, yep, that definitely is that definitely is a factor. I think. Well, do you? Um, so you've. Um, You've been, I know, involved with the Wisconsin Restaurant Association, and and I, I read on there. I, I know you've won some awards for uh, several things there. But one that noticed me that I noticed that was interesting was, um, you know, for ongoing hospitality education. So t- tell me just kind of your big picture thoughts on restaurants, independent restaurants in particular, and their their importance to their communities, and and uh, the, you know their importance to you. Uh, yes, the, the, you know, in, in regards to independent restaurants, I mean, I, I think they, you know, ourselves and, and many of the other independent ones, uh, you know, there's there's somewhat, they're getting to be fewer and fewer, and I think, uh, you know, they're, without them, you, you kind of lose the personal tie to the community that, uh, that, you know, that they've always been known for, but it's, uh, you know, restaurants are a great uh training and learning ground for, for younger people. And that's something that we've always, you know, in, in our business have prided ourselves in. I mean, you know, we, besides the obvious, you know, skills of, you know, making a, a sandwich or scooping an ice cream cone. I mean, we teach, you know, people, uh, you know, cleaning skills that quite often they don't learn at home. We teach them, you know, they, they learn how to get along with others. They learn how to be, um, you know, respectful to customers, and uh, there, there just are a lot of kind of life lessons that that uh, we're able to you know share with with people that uh, that are important for them, and um, you know, and there are things they can use, you know, 
later in their career and later in their life. I mean, we get, you know, probably weekly we have some, you know, former employee of some kind come in and, you know, come in to visit and say hi when they're back in town or something. And, you know, they always mention quite often to the, the other staff people that are there, they like to say, you know, this place taught me how to work or, you know, they, they taught me to have, you know, good work ethic and be on mm. time and, so we're, you know, have really been proud of that. And, and then we try to encourage, we've had, you know, with the, the type of restaurant we have, uh, what we do doesn't lend itself necessarily to uh, a lot of people moving into, you know, that type of work for a career. But we've had a number through the years where, you know, I think because of having a, uh, a good first experience with, you know, restaurant and hospitality work, they've have gone on to be, uh, you know, either, uh, you know, hospitality uh, degrees from places and they've worked in hotels or other restaurants or, you know, even as uh, food brokers. So, I, you know, I, I think we can, we give a good exposure to kind of the, the positive parts of the, you know, restaurant and hospitality business. Absolutely. Absolutely, you do. And I agree on that, you know, the... Um these are life skills, and it's a it's a great great job for a young person um, to learn all of the things you mentioned. Plus, just dealing with so much going on at once, and being able to keep your calm and manage what at times I'm sure it can be very stressful. Good stress, but when there's tons of customers and lots happening, and maybe something goes wrong, and trying to navigate all that that's a great. Um, set of skills that you can you can leverage in almost anything um but certainly with independent restaurants you're 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 providing an opportunity for you know people to be a part of something that's i mean particularly in your case it's been an icon you know an institution the community for 70 years and the the, the money spent there is stays local and and you know it's it's really an investment in the community so um well that's that's really uh it's a fascinating story, Steve. I mean, any business that's been around for 70 years, I, I tip my hat and, and uh, just, you know, salute what y'all have accomplished and you and the folks before you. But certainly um, you and your wife have been at it for, for a long time now and, and have done really well with creating a just an amazing, like I said, institution there in your town. And I'm sure it will be around for many years to come. And, and you've made tens of thousands of people smile and happy and trained a lot of folks to go out there and and be you know get a good good foundation for their career so um so thank you for doing that thank you for um what you and your wife do and thanks for taking the time to be on here today but you're welcome and uh, thank you for you know for your interest in our little restaurant oh absolutely absolutely well y'all been a good customer for a long time and uh we appreciate it and um i just we're we're inspired by the people we serve and certainly businesses that have endured as long as yours have so uh so thank you very much and tell your team thank you as well okay i'll do that all right steve have a good one you'll have a great week thank you you too all right take care goodbye bye